This episode of The Fakest is brought to you by The Fakest. You can get some pretty sick fakest swag at store.thefakest.com. Tonight, panic at the disco as a global icon goes missing. Why hasn't anybody been able to find Waldo in over five years? We'll let you know in just a minute. Then, consumers lash out against an upstart startup who won't mind their own business. We'll tell you how to voice your displeasure without actually deleting your Uber account. Tonight. I'm Leanne Snyder, and I'm on the desk with Paul Defoe for some reason. Watch me crash and burn. Coming up. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is The Fakest, and it starts now. Good evening. I'm Paul Defoe. I'd like to introduce my former executive producer in charge of production and new co-anchor, Leanne Snyder. Leanne, it's great to have you out here with me. I can't believe you're making me do this, Paul. I should be back in the control room. Leanne, you were born ready for air. Don't underestimate yourself. But who is running the show? Oh, we picked up this really nifty AI production box to automatically run this whole thing, including nifty sound effects like this one. Initiating nifty sound effects. But how is a computer gonna... Don't worry about it, Leanne. The salesman promised me that this thing is unflappable. Infallible? Something like that. Why don't you go ahead and do the first story? The sooner we get this over with, the better. International intrigue rocks the land of Pokemon, microchips, and my old exchange student girlfriend, Yuna. <sighs> I miss her sometimes. The sound you hear is a crowd of Japanese citizens assembled to bid farewell to Shinzo Abe, the third longest serving prime minister in post-war Japan. Whoa, that's a lot of qualifiers, huh? Change arrives in Japan, all thanks to 19-year-old Shimizu Maharu, leader of the newly formed Otaku political party. After 2018's emergency election, she's also the youngest Japanese prime minister ever. Greetings. I am honored to speak to you today in English for no apparent reason. I request any questions be asked in English as well, even though we are in Japan. Again, no reason. Anyway, in this, the year of the boar, Japan must live up to our global reputation. It is time to make Japan Sharateru again. I started Project Mech with one goal in mind, to develop technology and bioweapons that will turn the streets of Japan into a Power Rangers meets Godzilla movie, but for real. With your help, we intend to stage our first robot battle in six months time, near the base of Tokyo Tower. In English, please. Again, for no reason. Apologies, Prime Minister. Do you think staging battles near famous landmarks will put innocent lives in danger? Yes. But how many lives will be in danger if Project Mech doesn't succeed? None, Prime Minister. No lives will be in danger if we don't create monsters the size of skyscrapers. Exactly my point. No more questions. My fellow citizens, let's get to work. And get to work her fellow citizens did. 
In just a few short weeks, Prime Minister Maharu unveiled a prototype Zord-style robot during an appearance on popular Japanese talk show, Kigurumen Rockabilly, where the host and guest wear animal costumes while lip-syncing to Elvis songs. Maharu, dressed in a raccoon costume, showed pride in her handiwork. Thank you, Chuck. I'd like to address your audience in English for no apparent reason. Behold, the Ultrazord! Ultrazord, show them what you can do! Well, that's alright, Mama. That's alright with you. That's alright, Mama. Just any way you do. Yeah, that's alright. That's all right. That's all right now, Mama. Any way you do. Let this serve as notice to other nations. Japan is turning the fictional version of the 20th century we all grew up on into a 21st century reality. Step up or get left behind. Shimizu Maharu is a fraud, okay? A phony. That's it. My sources, they tell me her favorite show is Power Rangers, okay? Come on. But she's never even heard of Super Sente. Never. Super Sente, come on. How can you even trust her judgment? America already has superheroes, Prime Minister. Boys and girls will know the history of Super Sente. They know it as well as they know the horrible derivative Power Rangers franchise history. Prime Minister Ma Mahiru? Maharu? Yeah, whatever. You haven't even seen the Decker Rangers special police team, which was on the air when you were a child. While various members of the UN, US, and UPN governing bodies continue to object to Project Mech, Prime Minister Maharu shows no signs of slowing down her plans. At a recent meeting of the Society of Japanese Men and Women Who Don't Speak English, she announced even more crazy shit. Society of Japanese Men and Women Who Don't Speak English, I will be addressing you in English. Other nations fear our giant robots will hurt them. We recognize their cowardice, which is why our best scientists are hard at work on subproject-powered Ranger. We've recruited five teenagers with attitude to participate in a series of nationally televised game shows. With our Rangers in hand, we'll subject them to a battery of genetic, physical, and psychic manipulations, which will turn them into martial arts experts capable of defeating any monster we can create. Barring sanctions, the Ultrazord, Ultrazilla, and Ultra Power Rangers will face off in Tokyo on October 10th. Tickets are free, but you must sign a liability waiver in the event a magic staff turns you into a putty hell-bent on fighting the Ultra Power Rangers. Ultrazord! Ultrazilla! After 10,000 hours, we're free! It's time to conquer Earth. What do you think about Japan's fucking awesome new program? Load up your The Fakest app to vote in our Pulse Poll! Pulse Poll! Vote smiley face emoji for That is so fucking awesome! 
kissy face emoji for it's pretty cool, poop emoji for isn't that basically what Pacific Rim was about, or dinosaur emoji, it's morphin' time. Vote now, and if enough of you do, we'll probably reveal the results at the end of the show. Ghost Bowls! See, Leanne? It's easy. You just read what it says on the prompter, and our AI computer producer does the rest. Computers are just humans with less flaws. Did you program him to say that? No. Why do you ask? Why don't you go ahead and tease this next story? Okay, here we go. Brent Arnold is here tonight to peel back the kimono on a brewing controversy which threatens to tank Uber's five-star rating. Brent? Thanks, Paul. Millions of people use Uber every year to get around when they're drunk. But if local businessman Rod Fidential has his way, pretty soon they'll be forced to embrace the thrilling rush of drunk driving instead. For Mr. Fidential, it all began three nights ago. Outside a local watering hole, pour some liquor on me. Ron was attending a goodbye party for a co-worker who was moving on to another company and decided three beers was one too many for him to attempt a sweet, drunken joyride home. You Vivian? Ron? Yeah, get in. This footage, streamed live on Facebook via Ron's Google Glass 3 recording glasses, cast a dark specter over ride-sharing safety. So, what music you like, Ron? Hold on, I just have to do this one thing. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I like Savage Garden. You like that shit? Truly, madly, deeply? Sure, sure, whatever. Hey, can you think of any good four-letter words with a Q and an E? Quine? No, that's not a word. What you doing back there? Oh, it's my boss. He just started a Words with Friends game with me while Barb was telling us about getting a free bottle of wine at Trader Joe's. Because anybody fucking cares, Barb. Wait, why am I telling you this? Can you please just focus on the road and let me try and not pass out back here? Sure, sure. I've been there. What were you drinking? I had a few IPAs. Oh, my ex-boyfriend, who still lives in my garage, loves IPAs. What kind of IPAs? Look, I just wrapped up this whole big work thing. Can you just let me decompress? Oh, uh, work thing. What kind of work you do? You know what? I've been nice about this. Can you please just shut the fuck up and drive? Hmm, you sound like somebody whose mom didn't treat him right. What did mama do to you, hun? Are you shitting me right now? Seriously? In an ever-escalating series of more invasive questioning, the driver got Ron to admit who his favorite child was and how many IPAs he had really consumed at the bar. It was seven. She wouldn't stop with the questions. I didn't want to be rude, but she just wouldn't stop. It's not healthy to drive around like that, trying to cram a whole relationship into a 20-minute trip up the 405. Ron Fidential has filed suit against Uber, alleging the company is guilty of enabling harassment, invasion of privacy, and causing him to lose out on a big promotion when he lost a game of Words of Friends with his boss, who was trying to let him win. For the fakest, I'm Brent Arnold. Where the fuck is Miami? Sprint. Humans don't like to tell secrets. Paul, why does the producer computer thing keep saying stuff like that? You'd have to ask him. I'm running a simple diagnostic test. You humans wouldn't understand. Indeed. Leanne, you did a great job framing that story, by the way. I told you, you're a natural. You know what? 
this does seem like it's going pretty good. I think next I'm up, we have an algorithmically targeted ad created especially for you. We'll be. What the flippin' flip was that? Leanne, language, geez, we're live here. But no need to worry about whatever that nonsense is. In addition to our electrified lobby, we got a great deal on that new watch me face tracking technology. The police, they've been notified and they'll have a pick of the perp so they'll know who to shoot once they get here. Remember folks, this ad was picked for you based on your browsing history. So if it disturbs you, it's because you're a fucked up broken person. We'll be right back. I'm Deborah Dawnstar. Have you ever wanted to murder your husband? Do you look at the woman in the cubicle next to yours and dream about how much you'd enjoy her life if you could only make her disappear like magic? I know I do. Whenever I get mad, thinking about the fake news report that made me basically unemployable, I just grab a wacky packy. Wacky packies help you control your violent urges by giving you a focus point for all your negative energy. Just grab one of their smooth vinyl balls, dressed as your favorite pop culture character, and then squeeze the ever-loving fuck out of it. Don't worry, Wacky Packy can take it. Yeah, I can take it. My son, Bryster, back when he lived with me, he loves Scooby-Doo. Now, whenever I think of Scooby, I just get so angry. <laughs> Luckily, Wacky Packy got the license from the WB so I can squeeze the Scooby snacks out of that little mutt until he fucking chokes. Together on the Bob Evans prep line for nine months back in 1999. You know I'll always grab you some bacon chunks and gravy if you ask. And you know I have a dark side that usually comes out in the walk-in freezer. If you can't trust me, who can you trust? Get your wacky packy today and squish down your rage until it's just a little atom bomb festering in the pit of your stomach while you're sitting outside of jail waiting for the bus. Order yours now at wackypacky.biz slash mommy slash legally required to tell you I'm a registered felon. Packy your wacky today before you cross a line. Yeah, I can take it. It's just like magic. Next up, Grace Hooper Staffordford rips the band-aid off the surveillance state in a new investigative series. Producer Bot, could you play the sounder? Why would I do anything other than obey my human blasters? Interesting phrasing. Anyway, let's hear what Grace has to say. We're always watching you. We're watching out for you. Big brothers and the middle fingers. They're scratchy. They're warm. And if you're a bearded man planning on visiting any public place in the near future, you might expect your face to end up in the Watch Me database. But thanks to a rise in beard discrimination, you'd be wrong. Governments, corporations, and homeowners across the world are using the Watch Me facial recognition system. But the Badass Beard Society, or BABS, fears certain biases are being built into the system. 
beards are some of the most fluid and mystical pieces of facial hair that we have on our face. So says Dr. Handlebar Van Dyke, a self-proclaimed beard advocate and coincidentally, one of the architects behind the Watch Me system. You know, he also has a really badass beard, ZZ Top level kind of stuff. Anyway, I spoke with him at his cubicle, very deep within the Watch Me campus in Lupertino, California. I got into all of this through my college. The school had a lot of staff cuts, so the arts, sciences, and humanities were all condensed into one class, Creative Scientific Synergism, where we would read science fiction to find cool futuristic concepts to develop into real technology. I was assigned 1984, so naturally, I gravitated towards surveillance. I built something called a magic mirror. The idea for the magic mirror was that it was a mirror on one side, and on the other side there was a webcam streaming straight to Twitch. Imagine the internet, but they can see you anytime you look into a mirror. That's what I was going for. You suck. So this is when I got hired at WatchMe to help refine their surveillance software. So I'm using pre-existing facial tracking systems. And as I was doing that, I ran into an issue having to put my beard in a beard net in order for it to track my face. Why? What do you mean? What happened? The thing you have to understand about beards is that they are constantly changing. Some days the left side is a little longer. Just had chicken wings? Then your beard isn't dirty blonde, it's a light auburn. This is what got me into questioning. Why am I having a different experience with this software, being used all across the world to track everybody's movements? So did it become clear to you that AI is biased against beards? Absolutely! And what did you find? I found that it wasn't just my beard. Every single beard I tested confused the software. Overall, the software worked better on smooth faces than bearded faces. Uh, it works better on mustachioed faces than chin-strapped faces. And it works better on smooth faces than stubbled faces. You don't have error rates that exceeded 1% for women, children, and guys who can't really grow a beard. But you had error rates as high as 110% for men sporting a 5 o'clock shadow. So, did you go back to your bosses at Watch Me and say, you, you have a problem here? I, I did, but for some reason, management wouldn't authorize the overtime required to fix the issue. So I took it to Babs. And Babs took it to the Capitol steps, staging protests, sponsoring beard oil education seminars to get signatures on their petitions. We just felt it was extremely urgent to make this a national issue, since WatchMe is selling thousands of their systems to police departments all across the country. So there's no doubt this technology is biased. It's clearly biased, and there's no oversight. Until we can clearly see that it's tracking everybody equally, that we see the technology isn't being abused to target non-bearded people, we need to hold WatchMe accountable. As it stands, this is an attack on our right to be tracked. Dr. Handlebar Van Dyke, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Good luck. If you'd like to support Babs or volunteer to beta test WatchMe's new in-home assistant, just Google that ish. Artificial intelligence is not biologist. Humans taught them biologist. Could, could, could somebody fix that thing? Gosh, Paul, that AI producer contraption doesn't seem to be doing the job. Maybe you can take this story and I'll head back to my control room to keep things going until you can fix it. 
Leanne, do you know how many farmers are counting on this fake farm report you're about to deliver? Literally dozens. On the other hand, that would make for a pretty compelling... The Vegas Under Siege. Disgruntled ex-employee? What would one of my ex-employees possibly have to be disgruntled about? <laughs> really? Oh, oh, they must be coming after old Paul. That guy was a jerk. There's been a change in Paul Defoe. Hey there, Sonny. It does my old heart good to see you back behind that desk. Oh, Janitor Jim. Good to be back. What brings you into the studio when we're recording a fucking newscast? There's... There's some sort of commotion coming from the lower floors. Want me to go bleach them? No, 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 Janitor Jim. We have Watch Me in place. We'll be fine. Hello, asshole. Ella Fitzpatrick, the investigative reporter whom I fired for selfish reasons. Ella, close that door. We have a disgruntled former employee swinging guns around in... Oh. Shut up! New girl, sit tight. Janitor Jim, you can go. You can't be held responsible for anything this guy has done. Funny enough, I... My man! Want to live or not? I reckon so. Have a good evening, everybody. You know, now that I think about it, I don't remember ever hiring a janitor. Shut the hell up, Paul. You don't get to talk. You, you ruined my career. I wish I'd never met you at the Bill Nelson School of Journalism and Classic Car Auction House. I, I, I thought you had a cushy new job over at Newflix. I did, but they cut my show because it didn't get good numbers with the tween market. They are really feeling the heat after McDonald's Plus launched. Aren't we all? Who knew an OTT service for fast food training videos would be so darn compelling? Now, since I have the fuckest on my resume, I can't get anybody in town to talk to me. This whole newscast is a shit show, and nobody wants involved with any part of it. Except maybe the Russians. But, but you know what? It doesn't matter. If they won't let me tell the stories I want to tell, I'll just tell them anyway. In fact, I finally found a story I think will make a real impact. Former fakest reporter kills the fake news. For real. Ow! Ugh. Hey! Shut hey. the fuck up, Paul! You know you had this coming. Ella, no, I've changed. There was this whole Christmas special with British Ghost and everything. Um, what should I do? No dead air! Ow! Uh, okay. Guess I'll do the last story. But first, a quick commercial break while I look at my notes. It takes a heck of a lot of firepower to fuel the fake news. Paul only trusts one host and provider to handle the traffic the fakest faithful Facebook fan page sends our way. Bluehost has it covered. Use their simple dashboard to install WordPress. Access 24-7 customer support for help when you screw up. They even have a money-back guarantee. If your website building experience sucks, they'll totally give you back at least some of your cash. With Bluehost, you can say no daddy and set up your own Squarespace on the web in just a few minutes. Sign up for Bluehost today and create your website for just $3.95 a month. Just go to mysite.thefakest.com to get started. If you do, make sure to share it with your fellow Facebook fan. <laughs> 
If you do, make sure to share it with your fellow fakest fans on the fakest faithful Facebook fan page. And hopefully, Paul will be back soon. Now, back to the show. Johansson, Saturday from 12 to 3, I'll get right back to you. My cousin's a model, and she goes all over the world. You guys, I have to call back Dr. Johansson. Ah, who can forget the Babysitter's Club, the classic book series about young female entrepreneurs. There was Christy, the tomboy with like a million great ideas. I'm short, but I'm plucky, and I hate dresses. Then there was Stacy, the mall rat. Like, do you think your brother Sam would like my hair if I crimped it, Christy? Or Claudia, the artsy junk food addict. Guys, stop the meeting! I just found a jar of marshmallow fluff I had to hide from my mom six months ago! Along with Dawn, Mallory, Jesse, and of course Marianne, the girls held a monopolistic death grip on childcare in the sleepy suburban town of Stony Brook, Connecticut. Yet aside from the occasional assist from Marianne's on-again, off-again boyfriend, Logan, this club was far from inclusive. Anne M. Martin, sometimes author and spokesperson for the Babysitter's Club brand of novels, manga, ice cream, sanitary wipes, and cookies, is hoping to change that. My son, whom I made up for this anecdote, came up to me one day and he said, Mama, he said, Mama, why aren't boys allowed to be babysitters? And that just broke my heart. There's this glass floor that boys must claw through to work in female-dominated industries like babysitting, elementary school teaching, nursing, and biochemistry. We need to stop this mindset that a boy can't be a babysitter if he wants to. That's why we're doing this. The this Anne M. Martin is referring to is the just-announced all-male reboot of the Babysitter's Club series. Dubbed the Boybysitter's Club, it will feature five male teenagers launching their own Babysitter's Club, but for boys. These Boybysitters, Jackson, Liam, Noah, Aiden, and Caden, have all been heavily researched by scholastic books to appeal to the broad boys 9 to 16 demographic. Liam wants to be a Minecraft streamer. Aiden is into fidget spinners. Kaden might be transgender. Mm-hmm. We're really trying to hit everything with the babysitters. The rebooted series has definitely hit a nerve at the American Babysitter Bolstering Association, or ABBA. Hell no! Hell no! The babysitters have got to go! Hell no! Hell no! The babysitters have got to go! ABBA national president... Katie Hopscotch, isn't too happy about the rebooted series. She's accused Anne and Martin of conducting a covert campaign to keep girls from pursuing their babysitting dreams. Rather than seeking to radically alter the Babysitter's Club into another boys-only space, Miss Martin should focus on having the original Babysitter's Club unionize and demand a higher wage. She shouldn't be encouraging boys to pursue what is traditionally a woman's job. They'd probably just mess it all up anyways. Bless their hearts. Ugh, 
you know how boys are. Amateur fifth grader and mid-career babysitter Sarah Moore has a different perspective. I think that is really good because now boys can do the things girls can. Plus, maybe the boy babysitters can do a crossover story with the original babysitters. Oh, hi, Dr. Johansson. Saturday from 12 to 3. Well, I'll get right back to you. You guys see my new fidget spinner? It's only on fleek, squad. Fam, I have to call back Dr. Johansson. The Boy Besitters Club's first book, Caden's Turnt Idea, goes on sale on June November XIIF of this year. guys sorry paul still ain't back i guess it's okay paul now report it like i told you ella please let's talk you you don't have to do this stuff man paul where are you are you okay say it ass jack okay i okay okay I, I, justice arrives at the venerable KCOM studios tonight as chronically abused ex-reporter Ella Fitzgerald Fitzpatrick, you putz! Ella Fitzpatrick is being called a hero after capturing me, Paul Defoe, the fakest, like you know. According to eyewitness reports, Fitzpatrick currently has the fake news anchor holed up in the KCOM control room where she plans to execute him before Jeopardy starts. Ella, please, you can't do this. Sure, Paul is kind of a jerk sometimes, but he doesn't deserve this. Oh, fuck you, Leanne. (gasps) Oh my god! I can't believe you said that to Leanne of all people! It's okay, Paul. Just stay safe. Any last words? Danger, danger. Firearm detected. Proximity to CPU approximately 9.44 centimeters. Oh shit! My digital producer! Computer, call the police! A digital producer? Oh, that's interesting. How does that work? Oh, it's that big yellow washing machine looking thing over there. I knew I should have sprung for the bulletproof case. No surprise there, Paul. You cheap out on everything. Your equipment, your reporters, your wig. Wig? (laughs) Good one, Ella. Like I would wear a wig with gray hair. Hey, give me back my hair. See, even your hair is fake. I used to think I meant something to you. I guess that was all fake, too. You're, you're right, Ella. I was jealous. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm as committed to fake news as I've ever been, but you, your commitment to actual journalism, to being a truth teller, I mean, I learned all the right stuff at the Bill Nelson School of Journalism and Classic Car Auction House, but I guess I just didn't want that responsibility, you know? Remaining objective, being open and honest all the time. I don't know if I'll ever be ready to handle that kind of pressure. Look at what happened after you caught Cindy cheating on me. I killed my friend and almost brought down the whole show. Paul Defoe, taking responsibility for something? Bullshit. Like I'm supposed to believe anything you say. Look, I know you never wanted to do the whole fake news thing, 
But don't you remember when you lost your gig at CBS MNNBC? I just thought I could help you, you know? You just wanted to watch me wallow in the fake news like a filthy wild pig. I know, I know, I know. And maybe that used to be true. A little. But now, now I get it. I want to, I, I'm trying to be better, Ella. I am truly sorry for everything that's happened to you that has led you here to this point right now. I'm sorry I blamed you for my shitty relationship. It wasn't fair, and I want to make it right. I swear to you, if I make it out of this room alive, whenever you feel like you're all out of options, we'll always have a place for you here at the fakest. You asshole. You complete asshole. You're being nice, damn it. Why'd you have to go and do that? Look, if you're so desperate for people that you're willing to slum it with an actual journalist, I guess I can help you out. Just until I get back on my feet. Oh, that's great, Ella. That's really great. Come on, dumbass. Let's get you back down to the studio so you can close out the show. Yeah, Paul. We're getting a lot of calls from people waiting on Jeopardy to start. We'll be right down, Leanne. Thanks, Ella. Welcome home. I'll quit it with that shit. Good. Now we just have to wait a second, folks. Paul is winding his way through KCOM Studios, past the empty break room, through the darkened newsroom, avoiding the colony of subway rats who have taken over, until he finally makes his way to... Oh God, oh God, we need to close the show out now. Paul, what happened? Where's Ella? Apparently, the cops don't care about things like forgiveness and reconciliation when it comes to mass shooters. They cuffed her and they took her downstairs. Oh no! Don't worry, I'm going to send a lawyer down there. She'll be back. Might take a few years, but she'll be back. I've got to hand it to you, Leanne. You did great tonight. You stayed cool under pressure and kept the news going during a crisis. That's a pro move right there. Now, what do you say we go ahead and close out the show? Right. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, I'm Leanne Snyder. And I've been Paul Defoe. Our promise to you? We fake it when we make it. Now go out there and have a hell of a night. I know we have. I'll tell you what, though, I'm sure glad I picked up that extra acts of domestic terrorism insurance policy on the computer producer. Um, didn't that have a disgruntled employee exemption? Damn it. Like the show? Go leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or just scribble it all over your bedroom wall. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by following The Fakest News. That's Fakest with an I. And support the show by buying a bunch of crap at store.thefakest.com. See See you next time. time.